Welcome to It's No Secret, a podcast for Kiwis who want their money questions answered. Ready, steady, go. This podcast will answer the money questions you may or may not have on your mind. We'll talk to real Kiwis and share truths about our own financial lives, both the successes and the failures. Because the truth is, there is no secret to achieving financial freedom. Hello and welcome to It's No Secret. I'm Kat and today we have a very short and sweet bonus episode for your listening pleasure. So a couple of months ago, Christine and I were having a recorded podcast catch up that actually never aired. However, there was a little story in here around how myself and my husband Luke almost lost over $100,000 in his superannuation fund. So we're going to jump into that story now and we hope you enjoy. Luke's superannuation in Australia. Do you remember me telling you that it got lost? No. Did I not tell you this? No. Really? I remember talking about how maybe it was your super and you were were just going to leave it there and let it sit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but not. And also Luke's. Oh, yeah. So they'd been sitting there for like, well, we've been in New Zealand for six and a half years. So they'd been happily sitting there at the time for like five years. No no dramas. Yeah. And then literally like a month before Lily was born. So everyone take their minds back to May of 2022. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on like low key mat leave preparing for this. And we get a letter that had been sent to my parents' house. And my dad just does a really cute job of like scanning and sending us our snail mail. Oh my God. (laughs) And he like texts it to us. So I finally was like, oh, I'll read through all of these letters and just see if there's anything of note. Anyway, we get this letter to Luke that's basically like from his superannuation provider being like, hi, confirming the transfer. It's called like a rollover. Confirming the rollover of your superannuation out of your super account to another account. And we were like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, where is this money? We didn't didn't request that. (laughs) And if you think about it, it's not dissimilar to – doing the process here but Mm. obviously like a provider can't just transfer your money without your consent you know there needs to be um some sort of process followed and typically for a full withdrawal so in this instance like a complete like you know transfer from one account to another yeah you actually need to physically sign a piece of paper and send them a scanned copy they're very strict on that and we were like what the heck like we didn't do this so we called his provider and i mean look do you want to just guess about how much money it was because if this How was long like was Luke working in uh, probably like eight years, nine years, maybe like fifty grand, one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, That's so if it was five k, I mean, I might not have been as stressed. Yeah, but this was like a, a material of sum yeah. of money. The amount of money that I'm like, surely this should have flagged in your system yeah. that an error had been made. Anyway, yeah. we ended up going through this process that, honest to God, went on for like five months where we would call the old provider and be like, hi, where have you sent the money to? And they're like, we don't know or we only know the provider's like primary name. But under that provider, there was like 12 different variations of accounts, like sub accounts that it could have gone to. And all they knew was that like they've sent it, you know, let's say in the New Zealand context, they've sent it from Colonel to like Simplicity. So they'd be like, you need to go and talk to Simplicity. And then I would call them. And of course, if you call a provider, the first question they're going to ask is like, what's your account number? And I'm like, well, I don't know the account number because we're trying to find this mystery money. (laughs) And then they're like, what's your husband's name? I'd have to go through like getting him to verbally authorize me every single time over the phone. Um, They would search him by like date of birth, address, could not find the account for the life of me. I was getting nowhere. I ended up 
basically making a complaint with their version of like the FMA. Oh, yeah, fair enough. And lodge the complaint. And then, of course, you know, there's like standard processing time. So, like, it'll take at least 45 days. Rah, yeah. rah, rah. Anyway, I got to the point where I was like, this is this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. I'm not getting anywhere. So I went full kamikaze and found the key salespeople in relation to the old account on LinkedIn and added this chick. <laughs> I found her private phone number, like oh her God, mobile number. You? Yeah, because, you know, if you call the 0800, like they you're just, only going to yeah. get so far, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kept getting escalated to other people and it would just – go nowhere and then no one would like call us back and no one would even email us and I as you can imagine was like outraged (laughs) anyway I finally got I I was calling this chick she was of course ignoring me because she's like what's this random New Zealand number calling me for I was very (laughs) persistent I started texting her I was like you need to call me I know wait wait, wait for it and then I basically got her on the phone and I started explaining that like my husband's had this superannuation account with you guys for ages and, you know, this has happened and you've lost the money and there's been like obviously an error made in the system. And she tried to fob me off and be like, you just need to call the customer service. For, uh, and I just lost it and spoke over her. And I was like, I don't need mean to interrupt you, but you have lost over $100,000 of my husband's money and yeah. we cannot find it. And she goes, I'm sorry, what? And I was yeah. like, yes. And she's like, how much money? And I was like, over $100,000. And at that point she was like, oh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> and then casually dropped in and she was like, what's the time frame that this happened? And because the old provider had obviously sent us a letter, they had a date of the request that came uh, from the new provider. Yeah, yeah. And so we knew when it had happened and gone through the system. And what she basically admitted to on the phone was the – new provider mm-hmm. so the long and the short of it is like the new provider is the company that has luke's life insurance mm-hmm. if you have life insurance in australia you can own that policy through your super fund or like through your oh, kiwi saver okay. and the benefit to you as an individual is obviously your like employer contributions are funding the premiums yeah. so that's a oh. way for people to have like a more cost effective version of life insurance and then of course if you die like your superannuation gets distributed to your estate anyway, so it's all the same end outcome, but it's just a different way of structuring a policy. Now, if you have that every year, that policy needs to be paid and they do this by way of like requesting a rollover from your superannuation provider. So his rollover, like his premium is about, let's say, $1,100 a year. Mm -hmm. So every year they would send a request to his provider saying, hey, can you send us $1,100 um, for this premium and it'll get paid. Happy days. That's what had happened for like every year. Yeah. In March of 2022, they went through a changeover of their systems and there was a fuck up (laughs) that meant that somewhere in the back end, a box was ticked to say, rather than, hey, can you send us $1,100? Hey, can you send us the whole balance? (laughs) Now, this caused a whole heap of problems for multiple reasons because the provider that we're trying to pay his insurance premium for is expecting $1,100, not like $115,000. $115,000. So they get sent this money that they have no idea, like they've got no Whatever amount is, yeah. to match it to. So it just sits in a suspense account at Zurich for like what has been, well, we're now in July, like over uh-huh. 12 months. Yeah. And that's in the meantime, as well. yeah, in the meantime, we have also figured out that like his insurance has almost lapsed because they think that he hasn't paid his premium because they never got paid like the amount that they were expecting. So we had to sort that out so his insurance didn't lapse. Then we had to figure out where this money was. 
Um, Then we got into the point where we finally found the money and we were allocated a case manager. But to get it back to where it was, Macquarie were being really painful and wouldn't let him reopen his account because we no longer lived in Australia. Oh, my God. I know. And to make it worse, the account type doesn't really exist anymore. Like they've changed their account structures. And so they were like, you need to open a new account. And I was just standing firm. I was like, absolutely not. Like, I am sorry, but either one of you have made this error. We are going to no effort here to like make this easier for you. And so that escalation, they then basically got into an argument for like six months. Also because neither of them could figure out whose fault it was. And so they were both being really painful because they didn't want to admit fault because of course, lo and behold, we're going to have to be compensated. Yes. Um, And so we finally, like literally a month ago, got confirmation from Macquarie that they had been able to open the account and re-accept the money and the money can be reinvested back into our Vanguard high growth fund that it was invested (laughs) in from day dot. Um, So that literally happened a month ago, like the original $115,000 sum. Um, And then about a week ago, Luke got a phone call from Zurich, which was the insurance provider who basically had acknowledged and agreed that it was their error. They requested the wrong amount of money. Macquarie just followed the instructions that were given. Mm. Um, And so Macquarie had like calculated basically based on the sellout date and the rebuy date of the units, all the like lost earnings and distributions and that kind of stuff. And Mm. they'd agreed on the amount and Zurich are paying that into Luke's account, which should have happened. And I just emailed them this morning to be like, hi, can you send us a portfolio evaluation so we can see that this has happened? (laughs) (laughs) But also, yeah. And in that whole outcome, we also got um, his insurance premiums waived for last year, obviously, because yeah. we couldn't, we didn't well, even have yeah. the money to pay it. Yeah. Money was just lost. Um, and then also this year, and then we have pushed for like further ongoing discounts because yeah, good. What a terrible it is experience. an absolute schmozzle. Yeah. And so much time I know. by you guys I know. probably to fix that. The only thing that I feel good about is when Luke spoke to the team like a week ago, he basically, the lady on the phone was like, everyone in our company knows about you. <laughs> And on the regular, like it's the case because they basically had said like, of course, if you do a major tech change of all your systems, right, your whole system is like transferred over to another system. There were some teething problems and I think they encountered a few small errors, but they're Mm. like, this was by far and away the largest. Yeah. (laughs) And they didn't pick it up. Yeah, and the other so thing, I, like, I was just, when we were sorting it out, said to Luke, like, imagine if we were the kind of people, yeah. as you kind of yeah. would, you'd be like, oh, I'm just, I'm not going to look at that money or Forever. that account for like 20 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, imagine if we'd gotten 10 years down the track and then had to figure out where this money was, how to go through this whole process. I'm like, and I know what to ask. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, that was the other thing. Yeah. I had to do all of the conversations because Luke has no understanding of, I guess, the technical technical speak that they're talking about in terms of like how these transfers work, how superannuation works in detail. And so I was just on this war path. (laughs) Also, I think my low slash high point was when I was like on parental leave. Lily wasn't born yet. I think her due date was the next day. Yeah, that's when I found it out. I found it out when I went on like, I know, and I was just on the phone to this guy and I'm like, I'm meant to be having a baby tomorrow. And I was like, and you can't even tell me where this money, I was just losing it. Oh, no. I know. I was absolutely crazy. Lady. I can just imagine the other person the, on the other side. I know. But also, also because it's I, kind of fair enough. 
I would always lead in with like, I know that this is not personally your fault, but I think you need to appreciate that this is like materially stressful for my family. Yeah. It's so much money. And I really need you to like sort this out ASAP. ASAP. Yeah. (laughs) Holy crap. I know. So yes. Oh my God. So I feel like that was a really long story. but It was a good story. I I feel like. Well, I I feel like it needed to be told once we had an actual solution because (laughs) for ages it was just like a negative story, no positive ending. (laughs) At least now there's a positive ending. But I guess the moral of it is like, to be fair, it's the kind of thing of, you know, Sometimes your financial situation can get a bit complex and Mm. even just having really good records of like, what are your account numbers? How do Mm. I access various things? Like Mm. particularly if you're someone that has moved in any capacity or you're a Kiwi and you've moved overseas for a bit and then you're back. Like it's really easy to let these things fall through the cracks. But ultimately you're the only person that cares. And also I think there's like bringing this back to be local. There's such a misconception with KiwiSaver that it is this asset that you don't engage with Mm -hmm. until you basically withdraw it, right? Yep. This is the perfect example of why you need to be checking in regularly maybe Uh not every day because that's you know maybe a little bit unhealthy (laughs) but you know at a regular cadence over time to make sure you know where your money is I think that replies to every type of like bucket of money really and also because you know with this we both previously had like online logins for our Australian supers and Mm. then we'd sort of like forgotten our passwords and never really it all just went in the too hard basket and so we'd never really like engaged well, hadn't properly engaged with it for probably 12 months. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. on us. So now, yeah. This reminds me of, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast once before, but when I went on an exchange and with my student loan, I didn't like, I just let the interest accrue and it was, I let it sit for maybe a year, but then I just finally got around to getting it back. And it was like something like $700. It's not insignificant. And that can be, you know, the difference between paying off your student loan a month earlier. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly because, you know, for a really long time, it just blew my mind that like, how could an organization not like see that $150? fifteen thousand dollars was sitting in a suspense account somewhere but mm. then it's like that's a drop in the ocean for the all of the money that they manage totally. so and that's yeah. your point it's like it's on you yeah it's not on them you're a yeah. tiny tiny fish in their very large pond and yeah. you need to be yeah, yeah. maybe and- not as aggressive as <laughs> <laughs> but, well but i think it also does speak to like thinking about the dynamic between you and luke and mm-hmm. like you need someone in that in your relationship if you are in a relationship yeah. or even in your corner family friends whatever yeah. who can help you with that if you don't have the knowledge or it's like personal responsibility for you to up um, upskill in your own financial education Absolutely. so that you are able to push yeah. for those things. If you couldn't call every single financial services provider today and confidently give them like your name, your account number and ask them some questions on your account, I think you've probably got some homework to do. Yeah, good. What questions should people ask? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it depends. You know, it, <laughs> no, it depends. But, you know, it, well, I mean, obviously having online access yeah. makes that way easier. But it's if you don't have that, right, it's like yeah. well, you can't just rely on things being sent to you in the mail or getting yeah. an update once a year. Like you yeah. do need to be a little bit more engaged and have yeah. good records of everything because, yeah. Thanks for tuning in to that short and sweet bonus episode. We will be back next week with our regular listening. See you then.